Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. And I'm Simon. We are still very much knee-deep in tech, and this is episode 85, recorded on the 8th of October 2019. We have a special guest today. We've heard her before, and I have no idea how she managed to actually find the time to talk to us again, but we have Anna Chu from Microsoft with us. Anna, welcome back to the show. Hi, it's great to hear your voices again, Simon and Alex. Um, I'm really glad to be talking to you. And yes, it is hard to find the time, but I always try and prioritize time for community. So I, I, I actually heard a rumor that said that the last time you slept was somewhere around 1999 or, or 1998. <laughs> is, is that true or how worth it? Yes, apparently, uh, yeah, I'm a vampire. I have been around since 1800s. I've seen many uh, a cultural shift and change, but uh, no, yeah, there's not a lot, a lot of time for sleep. But uh, I'm trying to do more in terms of a work-life balance point of view. I even took a long weekend. Uh, I took Friday and Monday off. Um, I think it's always healthy to try and unplug for a bit and come back with some reinvigorated energy. Don't know if it worked <laughs> because the, the inbox that uh, I, I arrived back to was pretty much overflowing, but I have a pretty solid team who are t- catching all the things that I'm dropping. So, yeah, I'm still pretty excited about what we've got planned for Ignite, which is 27 days to go. Um, no, Not a lot of time for rest, unfortunately, on that front. I'm kind of curious, uh, how many people do you have in your team? Well, I feel like every person that I work with is in some way doing something for Ignite, whether it is um, specifically on the call for content and managing all of the community speakers, whether it is managing the on-site experience and creating those um, different activations we have planned, whether it is the Microsoft tech community and making sure that it is connected to MyIgnite and ultimately the mobile app. There's, I've got a lot of different people aligned to different aspects of um, of planning for Microsoft Ignite, and it's no, it's no lie. It really does take a village. Everyone plays as a part, and I don't think those individual parts are small. So it's a big, it's a big undertaking. That's for sure. So what's happened since you announced speakers uh, for Ignite? And and me and Alexander were fortunate enough to be chosen as speakers as well. Uh, But what happened since then? And what's happening up until the event? Yeah, uh, I've been, I don't know if you've been paying attention to social media, but I have a feeling that you do. (laughs) But um, since we announced our call for speakers, we sold out. We sold out of tickets. Uh, We announced officially on September 4th that Microsoft Ignite is sold out. And of course, with anything being sold out, that just causes huge panic with people who didn't get their tickets in time. And everyone is, you know, trying to, uh, you know, get payment on favors in terms of trying to find classes that literally there are none to give out. And I'm not even sure whether the wait list has been um, suspended because every pass that it was available, excuse me, (coughs) is pretty much gone. So yeah, um, it is really hard to get passes right now. Yeah, but that also states how important many around the globe feels that Ignite is. And uh, I think that I'm always as 
it's always as surprising to see people that, oh, did it sell out? Yeah, it's sold out over the last couple of years as well. So uh, no surprise there, but it's great to hear. Yeah, uh, um, and people just think, well, can't you just make more passes available? Exactly. Well, not really. I mean, we have the capacity. We have only so much bacon to give out. <laughs> you know, so um, it's a lot of different considerations. But the main thing for people to know is that even though you physically aren't there at the event, um, you can still take advantage of a lot of the experiences we're creating because we're making a lot of it available online. And that that's also... Uh... I think that we spoke about it the last time as well, the hallway sessions and everything that comes with Ignite, apart from the sessions, that that's really what most people are there for. Uh, but it could also be, of course, the focus uh, of being at a session because I've tried to stream other conferences previously and I just I have a very hard time to concentrate on those. So it's for me, it's better to be at the sessions. Oh, for sure. I mean... The fact is that Ignite is not a free event. You still have to pay and there is a lot of value in being there physically at Ignite. But at the same time, Microsoft doesn't want to make the uh, all the potential for learning completely isolated to just 25,000 people who are there. There, are, there is a whole community out there um, in, in the millions and it would be such a shame if they missed out because of physical venue capacity, right? So we see it as a huge investment on our part to make every single breakout, every single theater, as well as the keynotes um, available to for the world to be able to experience it. I think attendees get uh, the added bonus of being able to reconnect with their community, physically ask um, questions in person, without experts um and a lot of the time people have said you know you just saved me weeks of potential consultation hours with another partner because i'm literally talking to you know either a partner on site or with a microsoft engineer there who can help me with something i'm dealing with right now so yeah there is a huge advantage for people being there on site but at the same time we have thousands of hours of potential learning through breakouts and theatres being made available, not just from recording it, but being able to live stream it so you shouldn't feel like you're missing out on a lot of the action. If anything, you may even have a lot more FOMO because there are quite literally over 30 to 40 streams happening uh, concurrently and you have to choose wisely how you use that time. <laughs> How many how many uh, abstracts did you review for Ignite this year? Oh, it was definitely in the thousands. I can't quote you an exact number, but um, it was definitely a lot more than we had in previous years because we expanded um, the number of people that we would um, get eligible uh, submissions from. So traditionally, we've only asked our MVP and RD communities which, you know, is roughly about uh, a total of maybe 7,000 individuals worldwide. But we added the MCT community to that, which is another 8,000 on top of that. So, yeah, it's huge. We didn't get submissions from every single person, obviously, but still a huge amount of interest in people wanting to speak at a huge event like Microsoft Ignite. So, yeah. 
a lot of hours trying to figure out who um, would be a lucky or selected to be a speaker. Yeah, I, I can imagine the the sheer deluge of stuff to go through. And I'm I'm also curious, what was the the most surprising uh, abstracts you got? Did you find anything that was completely out of the the what was expected, or, or was most of it kind of streamlined? Um, I feel that because Microsoft Ignite is such a um, it's been around for a little while. People know what they should be putting in in terms of the chances of it being selected. Um, we've also given um, sub- submitters permission to really express themselves beyond just their technical roles with a lot of inviting people to submit for diversity and inclusion topics. So, you know, um, whether it's about, you know, how to um, deal with diversity in the workplace from a hiring perspective to, you know, um, considering neurodiverse perspectives as well. We've really given people the the power to talk about those stories because this is a, a, a year where we're really recognising intersectionality where you may be an IT admin, but you're more than that as a person. You may have a really interesting background. You may also be a parent. And these are all things that, you know, unite us as a community and really strengthens those bonds. So um, there wasn't anything that was too surprising for me. Um, I think we were very clear and upfront to say the kind of content we want from our community needs to be unique from what you would expect from a Microsoft submission because a Microsoft uh, session rather is going to be very focused on the product and uh, clearly articulating new features, roadmap analysis. And that's not something that the community usually has info on anyway. But as I've said before, uh, the community offers a lot of value in terms of best practices, in terms of how to apply um, our technology in real world scenarios and you you definitely delivered so I'm really pleased about our lineup this year great to hear and and I totally get if you're not allowed to answer this but do you have any sessions that you're looking forward to oh totally there are lots of sessions I'm interested in um, we have made unconferences a thing at Microsoft Ignite this year um, and um, those are going to be sessions that we don't record because they are highly interactive um, in fact the most of the learning should be happening in person rather than virtually because it will be a speaker facilitating the a discussion at each of the individual tables rather than recording them talking, you know. Um, there would just be a very impossible task in terms of <clears throat> recording each individual table discussion. Some of those discussions may want to be kept private too. So I'm very looking, very much looking forward to going to those sessions. But I think that's with the assumption that I will go to any sessions, which sounds like a real, really strange, but oftentimes I don't have a lot of the luxury to go to these sessions. In fact, I'm going to try and carve out the week after Ignite to just go through a lot of the recordings because I won't physically be able to see them in person myself. 
But that being said, I've got a pretty extensive team and they're planning to attend a lot of the sessions um, and they will certainly be sharing feedback with me in real time if they love a session, feel like another session was underperformed in some way. Um, So I've got a lot of different people listening out and seeing what the experience is going to be on site. So on conferences. Yeah, um, I'm very excited about that. We've got two spaces specifically for unconferences this year. Um, one called Assemble, which will fit oh, sorry, 96 people, and uh, another space called Huddle, which will fit 48 individuals. So um, we've got some larger ones, some smaller ones, but really it's all designed for interactivity um, where the facilitator is actually taking a step back and not really planning to share out or deliver a specific learning, but encouraging the tables to really be um, sharing out best practices and, and, you know, questions and, and providing a lot of the ultimate content that everyone will be able to experience in the unconference. So yeah, it's a very different way of learning, but I don't know about you, but I am not really great at learning when it comes to someone just talking at me. I would like to learn from others. So, yeah, we're really building that into the content this year. Yeah, and I'm, I'm facilitating one of those. So uh, that will be great fun. What's the name of your own conference? Uh, my own conference is on finding your... Let's see if I can remember the name of it. Uh, finding <laughs> your um, hidden career skills. So things that oh, you cool. have like skills you may have that you don't think about but that are vital in um, your IT career yeah and it really it's really about boosting people's self-confidence that uh, I know that I've met people that say I, I don't know anything that's valuable but of course mm-hmm. you do you you have all the experience from previous jobs things that happened in your life which is all about connecting those to IT in some way or another and I think that's really what IT is all about today that we have all these backgrounds, we have all these experiences, all these skills. It's just about applying them because IT is everywhere. So that's really the topic to to get people to share their experience in IT or outside of IT in life or in work life and then mm-hmm. be able to connect that two things that you could put in a CV or which you could have as a story on an interview or uh, which only could boost your self-confidence in saying that, yeah, you know this, you have had this experience, use that knowledge to do something good. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm really looking forward to it, but it's it's sort of scary because I people, as I see it, comes, come to unconferences to get something away from them with a whole other expectations than you may have on a technical session. Uh, and it's... Uh, it will be great fun to see what the discussions can end up in. Yeah, um, I I think it'd be really cool to see what people are sharing. Yeah. Um, if you can even like do some sort of recap from your unconference and share that um, within my Ignite, which is connected to the Microsoft Tech Community, I think people can learn a lot from that. Absolutely. Because one of the things that you know um, is very true today is our learning is continuous and doesn't start and stop when an event officially closes. We want to keep that conversation going. So um, highly recommend if you you know you're running an unconference, but anyone else is listening who's running on a conference, think about 
the recap that you have um, and see if that spurs on some conversation on tech community or even on social media. Um, there's a lot of different ways that we can still continue to learn long after the session is con- officially concluded. Katrin Wilhelmsson from Norway was doing kind of the the same thing within an Anon conference last year, and it was kind of an, an impromptu thing. And I happened to walk by, and she roped me into it because her session was on presentation skills. And mm. it, it turned into a, um, I would say, free-for-all, but so exciting discussion with a lot of people about the, the concept of, of presentation skills. So I think the 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 idea of an on-conference or just a discussion is is amazing because at the end of the day, tech is just a tool. It's all about the people. Mm. And, I, and I helped out with another on-conference on presentation skills as well in social media, which uh, our friends at uh, Coding After Work hosted. And uh, one of the people that sat with, at my table, uh, which I had uh, responsibility for, ended up being an MVP two months later. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so he reached out to me afterwards and said, uh, it's possible that you don't remember me, but I'm really grateful for what everyone around that table shared. And uh, uh, it enabled me to to take this step. Uh, so that was an amazing uh, feeling for me as well, that I've had a bit of uh, part of uh, his MVP award. Mm. It's so funny that you mentioned that because it feels like community can be a career accelerator and people may not realize that, right? And it's because community is powered by people and uh, in order for you to be connected with community, you need to network with other individuals, right? And you have no idea who who in your community could be connected to others. Um, And I certainly feel that I can trust people a lot more in their ability once I can see that other people in the community are vouching for them, right? Which, you know, ultimately can lead to an MVP award too. So it's really exciting to see that, you know, some people may be relative unknowns, but just by being at a big event like Microsoft Ignite, they come away with a a bunch of really great connections. And then I see them literally a year later in at, at Microsoft Ignite and they've been awarded. So it's it's really great to see and encouraging. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because I've I've been going to the PASS Summit a couple of years and I, I started out as a wallflower. I I didn't talk too much. I didn't talk to people. I, I, I didn't go to any parties because I did my sessions and then I went back to the hotel. Uh, a couple mm. of years back, a uh, good friend of mine, again, Catherine Wilhelmsen, the, uh, the uh, legendary Norwegian, she introduced me to Adam Saxton uh, of Guy in a Cube. Yeah. And then it, was just downhill from there basically so <laughs> I, I i had so many opportunities to to network to meet new people and again it's all about the people and i it, it took me quite a few years before i realized that mm. uh, simon did not need to go get as old as i did before I, he he noticed that so he's 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 ahead of the pack yeah and that's one of the big recommendations i give to anyone who's going to microsoft ignite especially to someone who is going on their own because I totally understand that some businesses don't have, you know, a, a lot of budget to send their people. So they usually just send one. So, okay, well, you have to, you have a duty to circle back with the rest of the team to tell us what you learned. But um, I, there is a, a part of that, but also all of the potential people that you can meet, they are, that's probably the biggest impact on 
for you personally, for your career, for even your current role to make those connections, right? Because these are people who can help you with a lot of your learning, a lot of the things that are being announced, um, different perspectives are all really valuable things that everyone can learn from. So it's, it's really, really great. The, I'm, I'm very curious about the free exams. I mean, it is the best thing ever, but it takes, I was about to say a set of balls, but the equivalent to actually do that. Why did you do it and, and how does it work? And wow. Yeah, um, it is a, it's a pretty big call to make a lot of our exams available. Not every single one is available and not every, everyone is free rather, um, but a large majority of them are. So um, any of the AI, AZ, DP, MB, MD and MS exams are um, free for any Microsoft Ignite attendee in Orlando. Uh, I believe that they will still be free for the month after Ignite has finished, um, but I don't know that for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a huge bonus for someone who is coming to Ignite. So, yeah, it's it's a huge deal. Wow. Did So do you know if there was a lot of, of infighting before this was decided on or was it just, meh, let's do it? <laughs> Oh, I've, I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people were like, why are we doing this? But the value to our attendees is huge. Uh, we And let's be clear, Microsoft wants as many certified people on these exams as possible. And what better way of doing that than making them free? Um, I think it's a really nice um, acknowledgement of people who are traveling all this way and dedicating an entire week of their year to be with us. Um, will we do it again next year? I don't know. Um, but certainly we want to make sure that as many people are certified on these exams so that, you know, we have the most qualified people in the community to, to help others. Right. Um, so yeah, it's a big investment on our part for sure. And I think that's the, the, greatest value of this is that what from what me and alexander have seen with the people we have trained over the years is that if someone tries an exam for the first time it doesn't matter if they pass or fail they will be much much more likely to take another exam mm. it's usually the first one that's the um, the blocker yeah. that they are afraid of how will it feel how does it look what happens and they yeah. don't want to invest that kind of money into something and just just for fun so i think this will really enable people to try that first exam mm. and then hopefully pass it but yeah. even if they don't they know what to expect the next time and can prepare accordingly and of course you have the exam prep session as well at ignite that really gets you well prepared for the exam yeah totally and we have lots of exam prep sessions planned many of them being delivered by microsoft certified trainers um so again, coming back from the community as well. So yeah, we're, we're putting a lot of effort in uh, the learning of our community. If it's exam prep sessions, if it's free exams, uh, all the different modes of learning, uh, immersive workshops, there are so many things that we're doing to help all of the people in the community to be best prepared 
um, for what's going to be happening over the next couple of years. All the new products, all everything that we have, um, we're really doing to invest in your learning. How how do you look at deep technical content? So level four hundred and things like that. In in um, if you compare how many sessions you have with level four hundred and so compared to the rest of the sessions, how does that look? compared both to other sessions and to other years? Yeah. So um, one of um, the most prolific people in the community um, from Tigraph is John White. And I don't know if you've seen his Power BI dashboard, but he actually has created a Power BI dashboard based on the session catalog at Microsoft Ignite. So if you go to at Tigraph tweets, you should be able to see, I don't know if he pinned it, Oh, no, he hasn't pinned it on his on their Twitter page. But, yeah, you can see um, exactly how many sessions are planned for Ignite 2019 uh, and actually see that breakdown by a level. Um, I haven't got it in front of me right now, but it's kind of a typical bell curve in terms of a lot of sessions in the 200-300 um, category and then um, it sort of drops a bit for the 400. But... You know, uh, not everyone um, is going to be going to the 400 because they need either a level 100 or they've gotten, you know, the foundations right, but they want to learn a little bit more. So that's why they we have a lot more 200, 300 sessions. But think of 400 as like you've looked at every single piece of documentation, you've done every th- certification known to man, um, you've 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 gone through every online forum potentially to find answers but 400 is where you're really getting deep into um, technical content and usually those are being delivered by not by the community but by someone from Microsoft Um, so yeah it should be pretty premier type of content when you're thinking of of the level of advancement you would need in terms of expert guidance from those sessions did did I hear you right in in saying that most of the level four hundred and above is presented by Microsoft speakers? That should be the case. I can't say that for certain. Um, I'm sure there is someone from the community who's delivering a four hundred level session, but I would say that's on a rare occasion. Okay, because they're generally very deeply technical and not not so much what I was about to say philosophical. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it could be a variety of different people, but certainly, um, yeah, it's certainly there, they, they could be either or. <laughs> I don't want to say anything too definitive in case I get, uh, and someone on your, on your podcast, uh, disagrees with me, but uh, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be a combination. Sounds reasonable. Okay. <laughs> and I think we're actually out of time. And again, thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy schedule to talk to us. And I cannot say how much I look forward to going to Ignite this year. It will be absolutely awesome in in huge parts thanks to you. Oh, yeah, you're, it's an absolute pleasure. It's, it's the highlight of my year. Uh, a lot of planning goes into it. I feel like we plan for Ignite from the moment it finishes. Um, so yeah, but it really feels like a quite literally a labor of love with nine months of planning to give birth to uh, this amazing event. But um, none of it is is delivered without a lot of input from the community. Um, a lot of and a lot of your excitement um, is what really drives us to keep to keep delivering this every year. So thank you again for all your enthusiasm and all the tweets. Um, it's going to be a really fun one this year.